Hello and welcome to the late Apex, Apex Racing TV show. For everything going on on the channel, in the world of sim racing, for Apex Racing Team, for Apex Racing League, for Apex Racing Academy, everything that's going on in sim racing being covered by our show. Once again, I am Sam Fitzpatrick and once again I have David Sampson alongside me. Uh, David, how has the uh, last week been for you? Um, been busy, yeah. Obviously, um, lots to cover. I wish I could have been at the expo, but um, one thing led to another, and I wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, obviously, got lots to cover with the iRacing update, the expo, uh, everything happening on ARTV and with the uh, ART boys. Obviously, not so much Rensport this week because obviously no ESL. Uh, very feels like a very w rare week off after such a busy schedule. It's not quite as intense. No, um, as it has been in previous weeks. The previous uh, weeks of this last two have gone on for about 90 minutes. I don't think this one's going to reach 60, but I think we were thinking the first one may only go on for about half an hour and how wrong we were. <laughs> so well, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Um, once again, thanks to everyone who's tuning in live on YouTube. Do you get involved with any uh uh, questions that you have or any points that you have and of course welcome to everyone uh, listening along as well on whatever podcast platform you listen to this broadcast on it is very nice to have you along for the ride and of course a quick thanks to apex racing academy and of course if you haven't already uh, do use the code late apex that is with no spaces over apexracingac.com in order to get yourself three months free of the service long time but Let's move on to the sim racing news. Um, I think we should go, and I've written this in the wrong order. Yeah, I think we should go me. sim racing expo first because that's the title of this anyway. Sure, a huge event, and yeah, some pretty big stuff. I wouldn't say it's the biggest sim racing expo ever. I think last year, from what I remember of it, there was a few more launches. Maybe there's just been a few extra things announced before the sim racing expo, so it's not new. Once you get to the Sim Racing Expo, but there's still some things to, to take away from the event. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, I love that this event's on. Obviously, it's my passion, it's my hobby, but I do get the feeling that this was the least busy, not just from the vendors, but also from the, in, from the, the people in people there, the particip participants. It was lower. That's the general numbers. Obviously, they posted that there was four thousand three hundred. I that sounds like a big number. It's I, a big venue. And it's two, over two days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel... And obviously the themes changed. If I remember rightly, correct me if I'm wrong, it used to be a free event. I think it was. Nor at the Nord... When it was at... Uh, two years ago. Two, three years ago. Time's flying. It was free. Then I think it was a small fee. Whereas I think this one was like £25 a ticket. So they need to get their money from somewhere. Uh, you know, pandemic craze is over for Sim Gear, um, and the theme I'm getting from the photos and everything I saw, I think again it was the Azatec show. Yeah, yep. is that how you pronounce it? Ace, I, I I've been saying Azatec. Azatec, I prefer yours. Yeah, you need to Aztec. say it with a Danish accent. A Danish accent. My uh, Danish accent's weak, being British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Azatec once again really. Providing a lot of stuff. Of course, we covered them last week when it came to their wheel rims, and they were on show. They were also showing off their various wheel rims with um, like an LED show, basically. So like they did have like different stuff where I think like the LEDs matched up with like music 
whatever. It was quite nice. It's quite like a ob- obviously it's a novelty. Doesn't mean anything, but it's quite nice and it's cool that they're putting the effort in. I think they had the biggest stand on online. I've I've yeah, seen I mean, a lot of uh, praise for them. So again, they whilst I don't think they brought as much new stuff as they did last year, when I think they're even less established than what they are now. I think. Again, as you said before, they were still the, the stars. Yeah. Um, so, hi, Kurt in chat. He's saying 58, and then Skids is saying 24. So, 24 a day, 58 in total. That's a lot, yeah. I'm surprised there's not a big discount for both days. Or maybe maybe, maybe like, there is. Uh, well, well, I, mean, I mean, I trust that it's, it's 58, but, like, yeah, I would have thought maybe 25. I'll have the full weekend pass. For the weekend or something like that, but so no, that's hard. two years ago, I went. And Aztec were were the stars, so they were in the middle. It was lively. It was music. They had a car there. I think this year they had the LMP3 on show. Um, I was gutted not to be there. I would have loved to be there to meet Lost. I loved it last time, but yeah, I mean, I took Lisa along with me uh, when I went two years ago. There's no way I'd have spent a hundred and if it was let's say it was fifty eight for the a hundred and six for the two of us. Plus the plane flight, plus the travel, plus the hotel. But surely plus that the... means, surely it's because of the travel that people are like, ah, oh, I paid <laughs> 300 quid to get here, having to pay 60 quid a night for a hotel. I'm all right paying 25 quid. Yeah, Is that true. the logic? Or? Yeah, for sure. It's just, it adds up fast, right? Mm. Especially if you went in the tent to actually buy something, you're, you're spending a lot on. Yeah, it's, as I say, I still would have went. I, want, I might still plan to be there next year. It's just uh, circumstances that stop me going. That's it. And I'm unorganized, so I always tell people very last minute, very last minute. I don't know. People <laughs> ask me, I don't know. I don't plan too far ahead. Um, but yes, so actually on the LMP3 subject, I heard from a rumor, a reliable rumor, uh, that they fired up the LMP3, which was allowed, because this is a beast of a car, very loud. I mean, yeah. I, I think they had, I've got a very bad memory, two years ago, I think they just had an engine or a smaller car. It wasn't... Um, Anyway, I heard that on the Sunday they fired up the LMP3 without permission and there was uh, the talk of them being removed if they do that again. That, it was from a reliable source. I wasn't there, so I have to just say that. But um, I would have loved to have seen the LMP3 up close. Um, quick shout out to my wife who when we was at, we went to a few races and it was her favourite. The looks and the sound was the LMP3. Okay, it was yeah. the RSR. Like, oh my God. It, yeah, yeah. That thing it absolutely screams, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Screams, but yeah, it was LMP3 for her. Yeah, um, yeah, um, good, good, good taste. I think on uh, on that one, I do like the LMP3s. Um, yeah, Kurt saying uh, fifty uh, euros for the after party, but was worth it. So I'm glad that it was worth it, uh, Kurt. Um, and um, yeah, apparently um, uh, someone else in in chats. Apologies, I can't pronounce that name. SK1DZ, knowing a friend. Skids. Um, hey, Skids. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, very smart. And <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, uh, yeah, combine it with a trip to, to Nords. So, yeah, for us Brits, I mean, if True. you're going to go over there, uh, go to um, all the sites. So, um, yes, uh, pretty pretty cool day. And, yeah, so as a tech, probably the, the, the big show, and I think the mm-hmm. people who um, impressed the most. Fanatec, arguably with the biggest one-off um, sing- like single release. We already talked about last week the club sport dd yep. they also had the club sport dd plus now the plus is worth 300 extra euros it's a thousand euros but sorry you said the word worth I'm, i i think it <laughs> costs costs 
a thousand euros. <laughs> okay, good. That sounds um, better. <laughs> and uh, it has an extra three newton meters, so fifteen newton meters. It's also PlayStation compatible as well. Apparently, you can make it like compatible for PC and Xbox as well with the Plus, but you can't make the the plain one compatible with PlayStation. Ah, uh, well. okay. But it is also, but the Plus is uh, compatible with PC. Um, three hundred euros extra. It seems quite quite a lot. Now. Uh, the three hundred three new at meters. That's I, I can't even begin to talk about that for the way. It's not obviously it's not worth forty to be honest to me. Twelve is enough. Fifteen doesn't do a lot. I, I, There's not going to be anyone who's going to need more than fifteen, as far as I'm aware. No, like you need to be very strong. To use no, I don't know how much the console licensing is. I I can't even begin to fathom, especially on a smaller scale. Like if we're talking about a controller that you know you're going to shift, uh, you know, a hundred thousand. I don't know. I'm not in the console game. I'd say a hundred thousand units every quarter, which is seemable for a controller. For a DD, I don't know how many they're going to shift. So I assume it's the the kind of PlayStation Xbox license that um, you know you can't negotiate on a mass scale so i imagine that is quite expensive and there is some overhead um a thousand though thousand compared to its rivals which are marks around sort of the i mean look at azatec yeah i just feel the trend with dd isn't new to meters and isn't compatibility it is bringing the price down that's how i feel like the trend has been over the last year so it's you know simacube coming under attack because they're the the Simicube 2 Pro, you know, I used for a very long time, hasn't come under attack on, let's say, people trying to out-quality them or outdo them on software. It's just been about cutting them on price and getting the basics in. You know, as long as you can customize your profiles, save them per game, the wheel be uh, the wheelbase be reliable and not let you down. It's about undercutting them on cost. Um, I don't know, a thousand euros for a 15 newtometer just doesn't seem right in this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just doesn't... I mean, VRS has been out for a while now. Yeah, over a year. Yeah, and they did that. They undercut the competition. We're seeing um, Sim Magic and uh, the other one. Um, uh, quite a few companies be quite aggressive with their pricing on DDs, and that's what I want to see. I want to see this become more and more accessible. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just looking at the Forte for Azatec. That's 882, and that's for 18 newtometers. So an extra three newtometers and still over 100 euros cheaper. Um, of course, yeah. I think what what they would argue is that, and we, we went through the page last week in terms of them selling it as it's a constant 15 newtometers. It doesn't drop, and it's extra responsive as well. And so... Rather than just the headline figure of how much strength it's got, actually, there's a lot more nuance to it. It's the thermal efficiency of it. It's just really tricky to tell. And I, I hope someone does a really comprehensive review as well. Yeah. Is it actually like a, a level up or are they just saying stuff which portrays them portrays it yeah, as a I would like- product? I want to see a response from the other mantras, but then again, maybe the other mantras don't need to respond because they know it's not their wheelbase is being attacked. Maybe VRS and Simicube don't want to come out and say anything because they're like, well, we don't... Them graphs you've drawn, that's not us, mate. Yeah. Are they comparing it to the, like, Chinese input, the Chinese, the rise of the Chinese ones we're coming from? I don't know. But again, I just don't think DDs need to be attacked on that level. I think it's price. We want to see consistent, well-built, good software, but I, th- I still think the Pro could be on price. Getting that 12 to 15 sweet spot 
for as cheap a cost as we can, drive the price down. Like we're seeing these Simicube pedals and the idea of putting direct drive motors in each pedal. Mm. I, I would love to try it. I mean, is it on the spectrum of affordable? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm a, I, I like Simicube. You know, I use their product for a very long time, but... I see people ordering three. I mean, if you're no, spending mean, that crazy, on a clutch, yeah. I'm sorry, you've gone, <laughs> you've gone past the word hobby. There's, there's that obsession now. You um, say people, so multiple people you've seen. Have, yep. Yeah. Order it with their own non-streamers. Okay. Yeah. I.e., you know, people that don't get them for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, <laughs> um, yeah so I, I want to see... If we can bring down the price of direct drive motors, we can bring this technology, the idea of... Because it is just a direct drive motor inside a pedal. That's how uh, this technology works. If we can drive down the prices, we can then start seeing other manufacturers come in, and that's what we want. We want competition because we want prices uh, being brought down. Um, Smoggy asking, I know Aztec Talk was uh, last week, but do you think they could compete with Simicube? I think different markets, isn't it? Aztec, more um, the affordability and Simicube, the tend to think the cutting edge of of equipment you know they tend to be the first ones to yeah let's say because simicube is more the they only hit home runs like they don't just release a product to be like oh let's see how this does no simicube when their dd was released i think everyone would say it was the dd you know back then the leo bodner was what four and a half thousand pounds um or they were very Different, like the only YouTube video you'd see about a direct drive back then was what, like, I think one of the ones I first saw when I was first getting similar racing can contemplate an idea was almost the video on like what they don't tell you about direct drives and how difficult they are to set up and how it's not plain sailing. But Simicube came in with fantastic software, fantastic design. It, it kept itself cool, very easy. Yes, it was expensive, but it was a home run uh, with their Simicube pedals. Yes, are they priced crazy? Yes, are they? In a league of their own. Yes. Can you compare them to anything else? No. Um, I do think Aztec can compete with Simicube. I'm not an Aztec as a, as a tech fan. I am a Simicube fan out of the two. But Aztec are taking the Fanatec model of ecosystem and they're nailing it. Their prices are aggressive. Their marketing's aggressive. Let's see. Like their products are getting out there now. We'll start to see not just, the, I, I appreciate all the reviews, but you know. They still have that new box smell. I want to see how they are in a year or two because Simicube, uh, you know, their failure rate was extremely low. Um, so I do think they can compete with Simicube. Simicube aren't going for this ecosystem yet. They have products, but not an ecosystem. Yeah, and I imagine already Aztec are probably selling more more. Uh, stuff than than Simicube, honestly. Uh, but like, obviously, at potentially a smaller margin i imagine yeah. and um, sorry on that actual specific subject about aztec and semicryptoshin again i don't have all the inside knowledge i have an accumulation of lots of rumors i hear <laughs> but i think aztec have bought the ipo on semicryptoshin technology especially in the direct drive department i don't know see i don't know if we're, if we're talking about the firmware or behind the scenes on the software not the ui but maybe the back end workings on how the you know, everything from the middleware and the firmware from how the software and the DD interact with each other. Maybe it's just that. I'm not privy to this sort of information, but that's the overwhelming thing that I'm hearing, that uh, Asatec have got a lot of Simicube information paid for, you know, but uh, Asatec are going at it. 
They are throwing money and marketing at it with the Fanatec model. Um, but yeah, well, Fanatec's always been there. Seems like they've always been there in sim racing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think their biggest downfall, 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 down, downfall, downfall, was just felt like they always felt a step away from the community. They felt like, like they copied the, bit, Appy, the Apple business model, but also the way Apple don't corporate, I guess. Yeah, they don't listen. Bit, yeah. Like we see with Android or any big market that competes with Apple, their edge is, we're listening. Let's, you know, we can take it to Apple because we're listening. I always felt like Apple copied too much, uh, Fanatec copied too much of Apple because it always felt like they were walled, not just with their ecosystem, but walled with the community. Whereas Asatec are throwing a party in their face. Like, it's literally a party. That's what their booth is themed around. Race cars, LEDs. Um, it's clever. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's very smart stuff that they've been able to pull off. And yeah, with their own unique design, the brands is uh, yeah certainly boosting. Um, we also had another Fanatec wheel display. Um, this was... And uh, apologies to podcast listeners, but uh, you just got to imagine a very fancy wheel um, now. I think. Ah, here we go. I think this will show. There you go. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is pretty neat, right? Um, I think this was on show last year, and this I is like a prototype. It's not really a wheel. Don't expect ever to be able to buy this. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't see the, the scrolling thing last year. It looks real neat. It would probably cost a few grand if it went on the market. And of course, it's, uh, it's a, a combination of uh, Bentley and, and Fanatec from their GT3, uh, GT3 Bentley. Yeah, I mean, they were successful with the BMW one, right? If I remember rightly, that's the one that's straight from a race yeah. car, and they sell that. I... Yes, you mentioned it before we fired this up that that you you think you saw it. I think I saw it at the expo two years ago. Uh, we got someone in chat. Ah, the elusive Bentley rim. I assume that's the money hit. Then yes, it's not uh, coming to mind. I think you asked me what I thought of the screen. I hate that. Oh yeah, it's not usable, is it? No, like, like... I mean that screen would make me either feel motion sick when I turn because it isn't staying still. It moves still. I don't know. I don't like that. It would be distracting mid corner. Uh, Fanatec also had their F1 sim rig as well. There was a few different... Uh, yep. I think rigs was one of the big things, honestly. We had uh, motion rigs from Grit Racing and Live to Race and a few others, uh, all trying to sort of tap into that market, which I don't think has really exploded yet. I'm a bit surprised, actually, that so many companies are going for the motion rigs because I feel like most sim racers have made up their minds that they're not going to go for it, honestly. like it, um... it seems very tricky to convince someone, and yet multiple companies are having the ambition to make that, that breakthrough, which I don't think anyone has so far. I've never been tempted. Like, seriously, yeah. never been tempted. And I could probably get my hands on a few, but I don't know. I mean, again... racing is a visceral enough. I, <laughs> I really struggle down there. I'm used to, like, a G25 <laughs> or, like, a G29. I won't put myself down too much. But, like, downstairs, when you've got actual force feedback, when you've got the three screens... I'm knackered after 20 minutes. I can't be dealing with the seat moving against me as well. When we speak to, I think we've spoken about this before, but when we speak to eSport drivers or anyone at the top level competing, we ask them about motion rigs. They always say the same thing. They're great. They're fun. Like it's, It adds that extra dimension. And then the question, would you use it in a race? Pesk, yes. And the answer is easy, no. Yeah. Always no. Um... Yeah, I mean, we do see a few people promoting them. Are they partnered with the one they're talking about? Usually. 
Um, I'm not sure. If I used one, it would be on very low settings. I would be using it like a butt kicker. I would want just the smallest of signals in each corner. I don't want to be thrown forward in my seat. I mean, I tried one at the expo and all of us, uh, there was like a group of five of us, the thing we were laughing about the most is how ridiculous some of it is when you're you're coming up to a braking point or a, uh, like road lantern on the brow of a hill and yeah, you can't see your braking point because you're thrown forward in your seat. <laughs> um, I like the idea. They look cool. It, good for events. Good for a roller coaster. Yeah. Not for, I don't know. It, to me, I think it hasn't taken off. I'm not sure if it's going to take, take off. Um, I don't know how feasible it is in your average bedroom where it's loud enough that you have a DD vibrate in the floor, but now you actually have things slam. I don't know. I don't think it's very feasible. And, and the cost as well. It's another barrier. Again, a big barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's been mentioned by uh, Skidditz, um saying how, uh, yeah, it's basically motorsport money and you'd rather compete in an actual ch- karting championship. Karting, at least when I was younger, um, it's like 50 quid a round or so for rental karts. So you could do a lot of, you could do a year, like once a month of a meeting. Yeah, and, uh, for for the price of a of a decent rig, so um yes, um yeah, that's very possible. So yeah, I sort of agree with that one. That's uh, fun for five minutes, but yeah, in the long term, not going to be too good. Sabre also released their sim racing cockpits, um, and I I know I struggle with rigs honestly, David. Maybe you know more about rigs than I do, but it just looks like a <laughs> to me like I feel like some of this other stuff is like newton meters and about oscillation rates and hertz and whatever and it's a rig and it's like yeah I guess that will be practical uh yeah I've had a few rigs in my time um I think the biggest features is obviously I don't know it's it is tough I agree I don't want to just strip it down to say yes it's just the metal and then you get accessories to put it together um, everyone's going for their own unique look. I think the Sabre's got one of those angled back pieces. Yeah, you might be able to show it. Uh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. That, um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't quite show how, how strong or well bolted down it. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I, I am with you. It's hard to sell a rig. You want to focus on cost, shipping, how easy it is to put together. Uh, the... The parts, like things like um, the pedal tray, how the DD mounts, and just all the connecting parts and how well it stays together. Because, um, yeah, I've seen some cheap accessories be used before or the cheapest of cheap uh, bolts. And you go to use an Allen key and four out of your 20 strip after the second rebuild. uh, Let's see. I agree. Shipping, I usually tell people when they're picking between two rigs is shipping because these things are heavy mm. they're bulky um so if you're buying them out of country it's usually a no because you're up into the hundreds um if they're local i agree though this the, the thing rig companies seem to be doing that uh lately i don't know if you've seen the uh um sim what are they called the the popular ones over here the evo and the gt1 is that the sim lab sim lab yep if you look at their new rig it's overwhelmingly focused on the. Uh, I can bring it up if you want, as we're on the topic of rigs, sim lab. I noticed this uh, recently. 
that the focus seemed to be differentiating. So that's the word I'm looking for, differentiating. That seems to be the focus on rigs because otherwise it would just be an accumulation of uh, pieces. Where is it? Is it this one? No, I'm not going to show that. That's not as different. Whilst you I... look for that, uh, it has been pointed out to us that <coughs> the coffee racer um, rig was quite popular. Um, I loved it. I I was in it. I met the owner. It, it's brilliant. We should be able to get it. Uh, this is. Uh, we should shout out. Uh, thank you to Random Callsign for that. I think I've seen a fair few of his videos. Yeah. But yeah, so this is basically like turns into a um, into a table basically. So like you can use it uh, fairly normally um, in everyday life. There it is. This is the box. I I'm not totally convinced by this. Like I. Uh, the idea is pretty cool, yeah. but it's one of them where would you actually use that? Like, realistically, would you actually use that? I was blown away because it looks small, it looks clunky, and it looks weak. It, that, that's what comes to mind, yeah, weak yeah. as well. When I sat in it, I was sat in it with Husenveld Sprints, and I think, I want to say it was like a Fanatec DD2, I think. Two years ago, something it was a anyway, it was a DD of significant strength, pedals of significant strength, and I didn't notice any massive flex right away. He let me do a couple of laps in a set Corsa, uh, ACC rather, sorry, uh, which is notorious for quite high force feedback. I was slamming the pedals and I was impressed. I didn't notice huge flex in the pedals. I I expected a lot of left to right lateral movement, but again, but no one races like this, right? He sat on his sofa, or, or not on a sofa, but on a desk chair, basically. Yeah. I don't know what in what in what in what scenario you'd want that. It's, you know? Well, two things: it's price and being able to put it away at the end of the evening. <sighs> if you don't have a yeah. rig, if you don't have a room where you can store your rig. I mean, maybe I come from like a middle-class family, and I'm thinking, why, why, why don't you just make a, the living room a sim racing room or something like I, that? I'll you know? throw a, a, a wife into that mix who tells you yeah, I haven't got that problem yet. Never gonna happen. And then you're like, but every evening I can make it a coffee table. She'd be like, as long Still as it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you're not going to. Pay. I mean, who puts it away after? I mean, come on, if you are putting that away every yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, you have so much. Um, basically, you should be earn. You would be earning enough to be able to make an, an, another house to put it in, honestly, because you have got incredible self um, uh, routines in 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 that occasion. No, in, honestly. In so I honestly went into it with the same reservations you did. Uh, I bumped into him. He knew who I was. We had a nice chat. But I am honestly, I'm. I will be brutal in IRL when I'm reviewing a product. He wanted my feedback, not recorded. There's no footage of this. And I was skeptical. I was like, well, go on then. I'm used to, you know, pro rigs and I'm lucky to have tried all the best equipment. And I sat down. He had, let's say, some Husenvelds and I think it was a Fanatec DD. It was set high, which I was impressed about. I was waiting for it to be in like G29 mode. Did a few laps of Spa and I was chucking it. And the first thing, that the first thing I noticed was, wow. Because, yeah, I did sit in one of those chairs. I think it locked, I think the front locks in, which I was super skeptical about. This little box I was super skeptical about. Um, and the monitor was just placed on like a table behind where I was pushed under. And yeah, I didn't notice any flex. I was impressed. Uh, I I think it's really well made. And I think the fact that the, you know, they have been able to, um, you know, get a market for it and get interest from it. Um 
demonstrates it's a very good product. I don't understand why someone would would buy it, but I, I, I do understand why someone would buy it. I just don't think someone would, especially someone who goes to the sim racing expo. These people are like us. They're very much into sim racing, and therefore they're gonna they're gonna divorce their wife if it means they get a, an extra room for a rig. So, yeah. uh, so we got Kurt in chat. Kurt, I've known for years. I'm, well, Kurt's proven me wrong. I'm racing in the living room with kids and a wife. I'm using a rig on wheels, which I can ride away from my desk. There you go. So he gets to sim race and save his marriage, all in one package. Yeah. Yeah, well, fair, fair enough. Clearly, there's <laughs> clearly there's demand. You're outnumbered. <laughs> Me, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm outnumbered. I I I stand corrected. <laughs> let, let us know if you if you agree. Um, bombard chat for for next week if you're listening to this back or if you are listening right now. Bombard chat and tell me that I'm wrong. I uh, I'd love to see it. Um, well, we weren't planning on talking about the coffee. No, <laughs> series, but there you go. Um. Yeah, Asha had the McLaren wheel, but they were released last year as well. And yeah. he has like four different ones. I think they you can you can buy them. They're quite expensive, but they're not ridiculously expensive. But I mean, and we've had this conversation off air a couple of times today. It's very much those rims going for the realism rather than the sim racing side of it. And so, actually, what you get for the rim isn't that much, but it is like a McLaren in real life. So yeah, for sure. It, Adds more value to it. It depends what your priorities are. McLaren is my priority. So yes, <laughs> is everyone else. No, no, no. Don't do realism. But McLaren. Yes. Ah, yes. Bentley. That's a dumb yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else from the sim racing expo? Uh, apart from guy that wasn't there. Um, no, I think. Uh, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But I think we spoke to it as well. The, the overwhelming theme that I got was motion rig, motion rig, motion rig, as a tech. That was the. The four key points. Motion rig three times, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, other news happening on uh, sim racing. Uh, first few shots of the uh, United Autosports Eureka on Le Mans Ultimate. It's not, not really big news. The game's coming out in, like, six weeks or something. Is it really? Well, it's maybe December this year, right? So, it's like... But, like, every day that goes by where they're not releasing trailers and stuff, it's like, is it? But I'm excited for it. I, 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 I think we should all be very excited for it. But, yeah, they, they keep on drip-feeding out these, like, screenshots. It's not a whole lot, honestly. But, you know, it looks pretty nice, and you can see the rain as well on it. This is Spa. Um, so we covered this last week. So, obviously, Le Mans Ultimate is a repurpose of R-Factor 2 with just the focus on WEC and the Le Mans 24. Um, they've licensed all the cars. So we're getting all the LMD... Not called LMDHs, are they, for WEC? They're called LM... LMH. LMH, yes, correct. Um, I'm excited for it. I've always liked R-Factor 2. Obviously, they've been working on their online multiplayer recently. I don't know if you've seen, so there's like a ranked rating, ranked safety rating, and they've been going, it's been getting week better, stronger on week on week, and I assume all of that was just a guinea pig test facility to get ready for uh, the Le Mans Virtual, but yeah. I love multi-class racing. I'm very excited for this. It, it, yeah, and uh, yeah, we should all be certainly giving it a chance. Like, uh, I know some people have been quite dismissive of it but uh i think it'll be very good um i think more interesting 
I mean, I mean, this is really getting into nerdy sim racing stuff. I know what you're going to say. What's more interesting, an Acura livery, uh, no, it was an Eureka livery, my bad, or some grass. Grass. The eternal question, and somehow it's grass, isn't it? Um, because um, uh, Ian Bell, isn't it? Um, yeah. Released some images. While you're loading that, we've had a comment from Ryan Reisman, who I've known uh, the name of for many years. He said, it's Motorsport Games, I will not try it. It's a shame that that's the sentiment applied to uh, Studio 39... What's it called? 397. Because, yes, we know Motorsport Games has made many acquisitions and they've got games on the mix, and, but this is, this is Studio 397, which... I don't want to confuse the recent news and hype of the hatred of Motorsport Games. It is a hype train to hate on Motorsport Games. Like, same as Facebook. They're, they're in the same pile right now. There's no, there's no coming out of it no matter what they do. But R Factor 2 has been with us for, I mean, I guess I'm going to say like... Are you five? Yeah, say? It's a very, very long time. It's been... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got to iRacing if it hadn't been for our factor two. It, it, it nurtured my love of sim racing. Um, it was solid. Ha, is it super reliable with the online virtual Le Mans? No, because they tried to take something. I mean, I mean, I want to say this was the biggest sim racing spectacle for a one-day event ever. Yeah, I mean, I think the top three would all be virtual Le Mans. Yeah, because we had Max Verstappen, we had lots of IRA, we had maybe the Vegas E race is the only oh one yeah okay with it. yeah but it this one, one we had Max Verstappen competing it we had uh, the broadcast and the commentary you're a, you know you're a commentary broadcast fan this was hyper this was mm. legit this was so good to watch it went so badly um, obviously. Actually, so badly is an underestimate on how bad the server organization went, I think, because they were just restarting the servers, trying to put people on the right laps, getting it wrong. Like, you got Max on the radio, like, I'm a lap down question. They're like, uh, yeah. It's, it's a really tough job when yeah. it, it comes to that stuff. Yeah, for uh, sure. When it's going live, because, I mean, last week I set up a session wrong for uh, Apex Racing Academy Super Formula. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm thinking, oh no, <laughs> got to launch the server. Delayed everyone by ten minutes. Didn't really care that much. Um, I can't imagine. Imagine if Max Verstappen was shouting at me, and I was being told, yeah, you're thinking, yeah, you'll probably lose your job. And um, that is just an embarrassment for potentially a hobby that you quite like, and you might be setting back sim racing multiple years on the world scale. That's a lot of stress, and I do feel bad for everyone involved. But Le Mans Ultimate, uh, in the end, even if it's just a, a solo player game, regardless of what the online will be, it will still be the go-to game when it comes to uh, WEC material. And um, yeah, they are um, certainly ambitious. Before we move on, one last comment. Uh, I think the hype train really started on the last edition of Le Mans Virtual. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Motorsport Games didn't own R Factor 2 then. I, I think they did. They I'm did? Not, I'm not entirely sure. Because Le Mans Virtual... Last year was only a year. Uh, it was start of this year, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't lo- start of last year. It was start of this year. Um, it was definitely start of this yeah, year. Yeah, good in point. January. So I think most board games bought them in twenty twenty or twenty one. I'm not entirely sure. I think most board games always organised Le Mans Virtual as well. I'm not sure. No, you're right. They're the money behind. Do we, them, they're the money behind the license. Yeah, yeah. So and it's why I racing lost. Le Mans twenty four as well. 
Okay, uh, so maybe that was a little bit today. I think it was maybe I'll get on this train. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's really been a train since uh, I think the first NASCAR game came. Yeah, out, that was a released, horror show. And then their uh, stock price fell. And... All right, grass, grass. Let's let's show you uh, the images. Grass, grass, grass. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, just to put this in context. This is being screen grabbed from a laptop, outputted to the stream, and it's still looks crispy i mean the second shot just looks real i'm sorry yeah it looks nice doesn't it look at that oh you can't see my cursor but i'm looking at why the wall again apologies to everyone who's listening on podcast but basically uh the grass looks looks real real so for anyone missing this is the gt revival game from uh Uh, what are they called now it's quite a long name uh, oh, something for race, something for motorsport. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, it's it, this is Interlagos, obviously. Um, everyone watching this obviously knows that it's Interlagos because we're all nerds. And yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, I think Ian Bell is a very good promoter of his games. Uh, he just drips feed stuff. Straight for studios. Straight for studios. Okay. Uh, but you can see, look at that, some GTR liveries on it. Yeah. Um, which is nice. And this will be released, I believe, in 2025. Is the I'm hyped about this. He's been behind some of the... Obviously, we talked about this last week, but he's been behind huge titles. I think it's in his twi- uh, Twitter bio, actually. Or X bio, sorry. Uh, Creator of GTR, GTR Legends, Project Cars, Need for Speed, Shift, and the legendary Test Drive. You can't say Test Drive without saying Legend. I, I loved this. I don't know if you've ever played it. I, I played Test Drive... Like two, four. Oh right, yeah. I want to say like twenty twelve, something like that. Mm, they were fun. Uh, behind the marketing of Project Cars, marketing debacle. Yes, Project Cars three was when they changed to this arcade, arcade, arcade fest. A lot of criticism. People saying, "Why didn't you make it Project Cars arcade?" I don't know. Like, but basically, like Forza Horizon. Basically, it's like if you want to make an arcade game, name it something different rather than. Yeah, you're right. The Forza grand. did that well. They yeah. separated their racing fans from their fans that just want to control it, have fun, exactly. collect kudos points, and you know, mess around with stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a shock for sure. But maybe that's where his passion came from. The na- from GT Rover. I don't know. I don't know the man. He's just good at marketing. Very good at marketing. Um, so that's GTR Revival. F1 2023 has had some updates. Has added the 2023 F2 roster. Yeah. Uh, this includes a 14-round season for the cars. Uh, also updated the liveries because some of the liveries have changed. So, I mean, if you spot that difference, I call myself an F1 fan. Honestly, so much could change and I wouldn't notice it when it comes to liveries and stuff. Uh, I'm really not one for... I mean, would, I mean, you're a McLaren fan. Yeah. Do you, can you name all 55 sponsors which are on their car? Google no sponsors Chrome. of any team. <laughs> Chrome... <laughs> Um, jo- is Johnny Walker one? Uh, no, I don't think it is, is it? No. Maybe. There's that chocolate. Oh, that was the year before. And then the chocolate one's gone. Oh, no, it's still there. Cho- uh, what's the chocolate brand called? But no, I agree. The the sponsorship and the... I mean, I know it's all money and marketing, but in this, I just don't... Under- I'll never understand that side of it, where a company's paying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 million a year for a... Is it actually worth it? Yeah. Like, how are they... Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I, I suppose that's a different word, right? We think marketing, they're thinking exposure. Like Coke and Pepsi, right? You, They know you're going to buy a drink and they know generations that are growing up are going to become one or the other. You usually do become one or the other. So I suppose it is about investing in that future generation that, I don't know, that they, they're going to pick off a TikTok video. So I don't understand the future generations. Uh yeah, um, at least we've got um, sponsors in Formula One and they've updated it on the new liveries, uh, which is good to, for them to see. It sounds like I'm being all snarky and stuff and saying, oh, why are they updated the liveries? Why should they should do something else? No, of course it's good that they're updated the liveries. So go on there for doing that. Simracing.gp, uh, GP as well. This is unrelated to the update. Uh, they announced that they're going to expand their services. This is a bit similar to... Apologies, uh, low fuel motorsport, um, who have yeah. uh, done a similar platform for uh, various different games, including ACC. I think simracing.gp are also on ACC, also the original uh, set to course a game. Uh, and they've also announced they're going to be on Forza Motorsport as well. So, uh, those who are invested in or looking to get into league racing on Forza, on Formula One as well, um, simracing.gp will be uh, there for you uh, in, the, in the near future to make league organization much easier. All these services that we're seeing popping up, Sim Racing GP, Low Fuel Motorsports, uh, what's the other one? The one that's partnered with Low Fuel now. They were a competitor. Um, God, they were the, one of the first. I forget their name now. Hopefully someone in chat can remember. I think they're partnered with uh, LFM. What's the biggest shame is we shouldn't need these services. Am I right? Oh, yeah, it should just be built in. Like It, it is crazy. I, I take it for granted with iRacing because I've been on iRacing since uh, 2016, and really before that, I was just on F1 and, and Project Cars. Um, but, yeah, it is mad when you see on ACC how you got to, like, sort out your port codes and IP addresses in order to do stuff. And, uh, yeah, it seems very backwards. But, no, these services are very useful in that they're I think low-fuel low motorsports is excellent. Like, not good, excellent. When it was in its infancy, I just, my growing thing with my friends was ACC or Kuno. Who makes it? Kuno? Who makes ACC? Uh, Kudos? Anyway, whoever it is, should have bought them. It was, they yeah. had yeah, nailed yeah, yeah. it. They had absolutely nailed that. Um, yes, good saying. LFM really kickstarted ACC on the computer. Oh, the Steam numbers alone, like, I swear the gains Lothal gave ACC were bigger than, like, some of their DLC releases. That's how popular it got it. Mm. I think some people will underestimate how popular Lothal was about age. It used to be more European time focused. That was the general theme that you got. But um, it is, it's excellent. You can, all the protests are well handled. Um, actually, they're, they're handled with really good transparency. The the whole protest system. You're very involved in... I, I may have been protested. Well, I was... <laughs> no, it wasn't... I wasn't being malicious. You were given a chance to... Apologies. You were given a chance to um, defend yourself, were you? There was no defending what I did. Um, <laughs> no, it, I was very... Uh, I was... Uh, I'm an ACC noob. That's my best argument I can give. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's cool and... Um, yeah, it's nice as well that sim races are getting into online because I think everyone gets to a certain point in single player stuff where it's like need something more, and online um, competitive racing is is that thing. And once you get into online competitive sim racing, I find it very tricky to go back. Hunter, you really I, need those real people. I sometimes like the friends I used to hang around with that we used to just play racing games. I mean, yeah. that's where I came from. I can't. 
go back to, I don't even do AI. I can't stand yeah. it because I don't know. It's hard. You just can't. Well, I don't think there's anything extra to it. There's no like, I mean, I think it's underrated just how important iRating is to the iRacing service. Correct. It's something to aim for. Whereas if it's just solo player, there's, there's nothing there, is it? You're just going, and you're not winning anything important. That's why people get into like league racing and stuff after they got into like official series. So, yeah, no, it is uh, not a surprising trend. Um, yeah, anything else that you want to talk about in sim racing news or get to move on to ART? Um, yeah, just again, I think I know the general chat is against this motorsport games. Uh, Fiasco, that's the perfect word. But I'm praying something good can come out of Le Mans Ultimate. I'm I'm an R Factor fan. I, I, I like Studio 397. If anything happens with Motorsport Games, I hope the, that studio can stay unharmed. That's my closing statement. I really do not want to see Studio 397 go down with Motorsport Games. Yeah, yeah. I'd hate to see that. We would all lose out. Fully agree with that one. Uh, fully agree with that. Um... So Apex Racing team, uh, big headline. The I, I can't remember what it's called now. What's it called? Uh, Grand Prix Turn Racing I Racing Series Round Six at Belle Isle. Rolls off the tongue. Genuinely, really good race. Let's get a clip of it. Let's hear um, Jake Sperry um, commentating along. One of the uh, best commentators on uh, on I Racing is Jake. Um, and um, well, this was going on at the so Ben. I don't think Ben's won a race so far this season. Terrific driver is Ben Fuller. Yeah. He was leading for a bit, uh, but tires. He was running out of tires, and he started getting held up. Then you can see it's all very close. Let's go use Leo. Oh, the, oh I paused at a perfect point here. This is when Leo goes into the wall. <laughs> that was accidental for me. Collides with second and third place. They get wiped out. I think Lemonek may have been involved. Who I think was leading the championship. Going into that round, <laughs> Ben's pulled away a little bit here, um, and then uh, uh, not too much happens for. Well, I, I mean, a lot is happening, but I, I don't want to bore everyone. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast, apologies. We'll try to explain uh, what's going on uh, on this. But Ben Fuller, Apex Racing team driver, leading the way at Belle Isle in these IRO one cars, which are so huge, very tricky to overtake, and cars are three seconds a lap off the pace because they've got old tyres being caught. And um, they're just trying to avoid, uh, trying to defend as much as they possibly can. Yeah, I can't imagine racing this speed car on no tyres around this track. No, thank you. Oh, this was depressing. Uh, this is when Fuller goes into... Um, oh, yeah, here we go. I was, I was on the wrong straight. There you go. There goes Fuller. He got a drive-through penalty because I think he got hit from behind and um, got like a 4x or something, which got him to the instant limit. Uh, it's all going on behind. Ross and TN, Espes. Um, this looks sweaty work. And of course, our driver is Torres, driving for SDK Gaming. He's in the black livery. Uh, ben gets back out on uh, on circuit. And then it's just an, an insane battle. There goes Ross into the pits. He's got too many incidents, so he's now got a drive free penalty. He has to bail from the lead. Um, and then... Uh, Torres going on to the last lap of the race realised he, he could win the race and he's setting it up nicely through turn one he's got slightly better tyres I think than TN I see Michael Yami in fifth as well oh yeah Michael did really well yeah up okay. in fifth place and this is where and he manages to pull it off 
and that was it. And, you know, if you just looked at him across the line, you'd think, oh, it was quite an easy race to win because he managed to pull up two seconds. And look how happy he is. Um, <laughs> and so he should be. Came from nowhere. Uh, amazing result for Manny. Yeah. Uh, he was literally promoted to Apex Racing team, like, earlier this week. So... Was it before or after the result? It was... I, uh, well, I can, I can go on the Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he was I think promoted... It was before. It was definitely before, four days ago. So three days before that race. That's the first that turning point. As a proper Apex Racing team driver, and he goes wins. And what a well way to do it. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I need to get quick, that promotion. I need to speak to someone. <laughs> <laughs> get get Lewis to do you a, a graphic. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. Put it up there. And so it, it's official. Actually, I mean, that's when it happens, right? Actually, when my... So quick story. When my photos were taken, uh, yeah. you know, when I joined the academy... Um, Lewis sent me uh, like all the uh, all the imagery and everything, and then all the social media stuff to market it. And I noticed in there there was a Samsung underscore black and green for like depending on what cover. But there was a blue, and I clicked it. And I was like, so it's been prepared. <laughs> <laughs> watch, I, I saved that really quickly. Watch this space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe next week David will be <laughs> promoted. Maybe I'll be promoted. I'm not even in the, in the academy, so I've got absolutely no credentials. Um, really good job then from uh, Manny. Uh, you mentioned that Michael did well, Ben down in ninth, which is still decent points. I don't think Manny's, Manel's got much of a great chance at the title, honestly, but like a win's a very good one and yep. the points are very spread amongst everyone. So Keep an eye on that one. That was a really good race. I know it's a rubbish car in reality because it's not related to real life and no one drives it. But the racing in that, genuinely one of the best races I've seen on, on iRacing. And I do not say that lightly. Yeah, that was brave of iRacing when that car got announced because we got the fake NASCAR track, the Super Speedway, whatever it was called. Um, but I think the IRO one was formed out of, I believe it was issues with the pandemic, right? They had... Problems getting to yeah. get into locations that they were like booked in for and paid for, and like they realized there could they didn't know how long all this was going to go on for. Uh, so they're close partners with Delara and they managed to come up with their own spec uh formula car which they were going to use for esports events and to 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 boost to the grid, but um. Obviously, the the pandemic coming to an end. We got the McLaren, uh, the Mercedes Formula One car. Uh, obviously, the F four license championship. So, yeah, uh, let's we'll see how long this championship can keep running. But yeah, it's not a car that has much relevancy for most people. Uh, I'm trying to look for other results. Uh, apologies for not being very engaged. Uh, good results in yeah, Red Lancer. Pers- Sorry, it's really confusing between. Petit Le Mans and Pesque Pesc contenders. Petit Le Mans wasn't last week, was it? It was the week before. It was the week before, before. yeah, because you covered my fuel and everything. Remember, chat was on there. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I made fun of you. Yeah, yeah so you made fun of me. Yeah, good memories. Um, <laughs> Quinton, well, let's let's have a look at these results. Quinton Violets, very good results. Michael, solid. Luke, oh, great day for Luke, but you consider that it's very tricky to recover from a poor sprint, which Luke uh, tried to do. Uh, he got that back up to P7, so decent points. I think he's still championship leader. And uh, not a great day either for, for Parker. But 
They're all looking really good. We went over the championship standings last week, so I won't go over it again, but I think they're all in the top top 10 at the moment. Yeah, and it's top 15 get through, so very good. Very strong. Uh, no race tomorrow. Is a race next week, however. Back in Long Beach. Street circuits, man. Do you like them in sim racing? Uh, I'm it a big fan. took me a long time to enjoy them because a lot of them... Uh, I, I, I came from F1 games and F1 knowledge. So when I first came to iRacing, I had gaps in my knowledge on tracks. And the ones I learned are your Sebring's Road Atlanta, Road America. And the, the street circuits, Long Beach, were my last to learn. And let's face it, if you're bad at them, you hate it. And long for a long time, I was bad at them, so I hated them. Um, over time, fell in love with them. Uh, I suppose I got better, right? Because the whole point of a street track, the only way to be quick is to go from... Three mil to the wall to three mil to the wall on entry, on entry and exit. So once I started to learn and to have the confidence um, to do that, I, I fell in love. I started doing long beach endurances. Picked up like I think we picked up a win in an IMSA two four in an LMP two. No, is it LMP two or LMPH? I can't remember which. Doesn't matter. In a prototype around Long Beach, oh my god! Like you, you are full focus, hundred percent concentration. But oh yeah, I like them. Big fan now. Yeah, one of my favourite weeks was uh, Long Beach in the Indy cars, and that was like six lap races, and uh, I don't think I crashed once in like five races, and it's it was really good. I I, I think what I like in in sim racing generally is um sort of having the ability to push it that much further in order to get the extra pace. I find it very frustrating when I don't know how to get faster. But with a street circuit, as you say, you just drive it closer to the walls. And so yep. it is very fun, are those uh, races. So I'm a big supporter. More of it, please. Um, so, sorry, Skids in Chat has just reminded us that we have skipped over a section on our notes at the very tippity top. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, we skipped to number two and forgot to go to number one. Yes. Iracing Patch. He mentioned the GT Challenge Series. That is something on our list that the HPD is joining. Yes. Something I wasn't aware of. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the forums earlier on. Uh, for next season, the GT Challenge, which previously has uh, had the GT1 and GT2s, you'll still have those cars, but also have the HPD. Don't know why the HPD wasn't already in there, uh, but that is nice because that is uh, sending me right back to 2016. So are they, are they calling it GT Challenge or are they going to really call it the Le Mans Classic Series? Oh, no, no, no. So I made that up. But that should be the name. That should be the name. Well, they they can't see Le Mans, can they? Oh, because Motorsport Games. Yeah. All right, we're on the wrong train. Um, <laughs> GG Challenge. Uh, classic yeah. endurance. Relatively classic. Circuit Le Classics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. HPD, for anyone who hasn't driven it or is newer to the sim, and uh, it, it was always an amazing car. We used to have it in IMSA because we used to have the Chevy, the HPD, and then the GTE. I don't think it was ever in IMSA. I think it was always in its own oh, thing. Oh, it, no, HPD was definitely in either ILMS or IMSA. Oh, yeah, so I meant like ILMS. ILMS. Yeah, yeah. ILMS. Oh, yeah, IMSA was... Uh, DP. DP, GTE, and GT3. Before that, it was uh, DP, GT3, and Porsche Cup. Correct, 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 correct. Okay, so ILMS, which then became ESS. That was it. HPD. Oh, so it was LMP1, HPD, GTE. Was that it then? Yeah, LMP1. Uh, we didn't have an LMP2. Bit, yeah. HPD. Yeah. And then GTE. But even before that, it was just HPD, GT1, GT2, I think. So I think it is literally an exact <coughs> replica of what, like, 
used to be the uh, like second biggest endurance series on i on i racing. IMSA I think was always bigger. But uh, um, ILMS for me was ILMS was the one to me. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I GTEs. That's what I did. That's what all I did. Mm. GTEs ILMS loved it. Um, it's it's nice to see it back. I did uh did a Neo twenty four hours of Le Mans. Good memories. Um, yeah. of that one. So uh, yeah, nice that it's back. Uh, a big thing to the UI change on iRacing. Maybe we weren't clear about that. <laughs> this is the iRacing patch update. Um, we have got UI payments for the first time. Whenever in the past you've always gone, I want that track. Now I've got to go over to the website. Yeah, then it bings you off to the website. Yeah, and it's like, come on, guys. It was because they developed the UI with... I mean, they did a lot in the beginning. Like... They got a lot of the UI in place and then announced that the web UI would be phased out. And we believed them because they had done 70% of the work in one release. And then they must have fired the team that works on them because now we're here 18 months down the line. More than 18 months. It's been ridiculous. (laughs) But they limited, I mean, perhaps newer people don't know, but they have limited the web and what it can do since the release of the UI, but then never finished the UI. Still half of the actions you want to perform, whether it's purchasing or checking how many stints or whatever, a lot of the information is missing. I think, there you go, there's something I I miss. Let's say you finish a race and you want to see your laps because you want to check on your consistency, right? And you're out of the session and you've left the session. On the web, there's a little results thing you can hover on and it shows you every lap time, what was your fastest off, uh, off tracks, I don't believe the you can't UI. Do it on UI. Yeah. Can't do tournaments on UI. Um uh you can't look at world records on the UI. Very I never checked them. Uh, you know, I'm never there. Oh yeah, well I just assume that I'm <laughs> top. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um yeah, so nice work from Irising. Overdue. Doesn't work apparently because uh I was top chatting to uh Samuli Kume yesterday when we were doing a broadcast and he needed to buy Aragon. And um, it wouldn't let them do it. So I think it might be like a maybe a, an outside of US thing. Or maybe it's just some teething issues. It's fair enough. Um, as long as the website still works for a bit longer. Uh, yeah. So um, Alan's right as well. Finding races older than 60 days. You're right. You can scroll down for... I think I was doing this recently. I wanted to talk about a result I recently had. Scrolled down, maxed out, and had to go over to the web and start yeah. the whole procedure... Another thing, actually, if we're on berating iRacing here, you know the remember my login on the web? You know, like yeah. you type username and password, there's Auto a remember. Yeah. yeah. Has it ever worked for you? I never turn it on. Oh, I've been turning it on for for years. I don't know if I've done something wrong. I think wrong. it logs me in automatically. But on the web UI, it doesn't log you in. It, like, autofills your stuff, I think. I thought that was my password manager doing the autofill. Maybe it is. Anyway, hi, Alan. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, uh, good work. New spectate spectate session area on the UI. No one cares about that, <laughs> apart from commentators <laughs> like myself, who is always a big debate. Every time we have a new commentator, it's like you got to make a decision. You got one way or the other way. One way. Websites go to the spectate session area. Other way. Go to the find official series area and click on the arrow and then press spectate. I gone for the UI. I like it. I don't really know what this adds. I think it's actually quite nice that's all in one page. But they've done it separately. I think that will um be nice for some websites uh fans because 
uh, it's basically incorporating an element that has been on the websites from the very start. But again, you, you're right. No one cared. No one asked. They've got a list of things we have been asking them for, and they did this. Yeah, I mean, it probably took like five minutes, didn't it? It's probably just like Control C, Control V, make a new page, change it a bit, and then done. I just don't know where the work and effort went because let's say they got so much done on like. Yeah, but you don't know how long they were working on it. Like, <laughs> I think they were working on it for like three years before they released the original version. It's just it's it's a website with the right click button disabled, right? It's just a web page, the UI. Yeah, it's just a web page. Mm. Madness. Love you, Iris. Um, we do, we do, we, we do. We, we, we really are appreciative. It's a great, it's a great service. Um, but yeah, I think hopefully they enjoy the uh, the banter about it. <laughs> or maybe we're just bullies. Um, back to Apex Racing Team. Yeah. Uh, there was also Sim Cup. Now this went well. Uh, not for the M and DH, I think. Ah, not, oh, yeah, okay, sorry. So, GC3 class winners at Red Atlanta. I'll share my screen. Uh, the 197 finishes in a solid fourth, but a tough day for the 199 and 198. I think they got wiped out. Uh, I think they were on, like, yeah, they were locked out the front row of the grid. Uh, but, yeah, good work from the GT3 car to be able to um, to take that one. Here's some nice shots. Yeah, GTD, it was one and two for Q. Yeah. Um, but... Uh the car with Owen was involved in a big accident, and um, I can't remember how the other car got on. But yeah, I believe it was. I'm getting confused because it's the same track as uh, Petit Le Mans. Uh, yeah, everything's been at Red Atlanta, hasn't <laughs> <Yeah. does> it? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, here's some uh, highlights um, produced for the event, and uh, yeah, you will eventually see. It. I'm not going to turn on the sound because Instagram is so loud. This was an insane moment where the GT3 managed to miss. Again, apologies to podcast listeners. But uh, yeah, a GT3 car hit on the final corner at Red Atlanta and nearly hit the wall. It was ever so close. This is what happened to the ART car. That wasn't the car spun around. But yeah, Pete driving the car. Uh, that was the 199 got wiped out through no faults there. Yeah. And then this one was another one at turn one. Wow. Both LNDH is really unlucky. Yeah, for sure. Really had the pace though. Because uh, obviously... Uh, they're showing, I mean, Apex are showing quality, like absolutely showing up and dominating in quality right now. That's probably why I don't wear blue, because I am absolutely terrible at qualifying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Sanchez um, driving really well and uh, managed to take the lead and ended up winning the race. How much was it by? Three seconds, easy. Hey, that was, was that, no, was it Sal? I think it was Sal and Sanchez, right? Uh, in yeah. a car together so yeah really good job from those pair um, yeah really strong drivers uh, Salvo improving a lot Sanchez established after his mega enter last season and uh, well Pesk wasn't quite uh, the super high hopes that he hoped it. like he, obviously he's you know the, the standard drive where he wants to win the title mm-hmm. um, he's demonstrating he's the one the, possibly the number one guy in GT3s on our racing at the moment so yeah great work from him Skids in chat, Road Atlanta is probably the roughest track on the big endurance calendar. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Johan Hartha was mentioning this last uh last week. He was saying how he was disappointed not to do Petit because he lost Petit because of the traffic elements of it. And no, is, no, no, no other event has that. 
always something to do. Mm. Always. It's, there is never a quiet corner. There's always a decision to be made. It's why I, I love it the most as well. It, your prep needs to be higher. Your traffic management needs to be higher. Um, your, your teamwork needs to be higher. Your strategy, it, it's brilliant. Um, it's taken me three or four years, whatever. My entire sim racing career to finish my first one, finally. Yeah. Podium. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. It's, yeah, but it's I love fun. it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love it. It's the one I look forward to the most. But once you're, if your car's sitting in a good position and you're jumping in, you're heading out of pit row and your teammate's saying, you're, yeah, you've got <laughs> three LMDH on exit and two GTs on, it's, you're immediately in it. And there's no time to, you know, like a Le Mans, you've got a couple of laps to get used to the car, your teammate will be you just feel it out, get used to the tyres and then push. Nope. Road Atlanta, it's sharks straight away. Yep. Really demanding. Uh, and well, we visited there in every car, it seems like, in the last couple of weeks. Probably we'll have a little bit of a break from it now. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, really good. That's the final special event of the season. It does finish it. Well, final... Well, you got Suzuki to announce, to be fair, nowadays. No, it's gone. It's, it's Fuji. Suzuki. They got rid of Suzuka. Hey. Yeah. Fuji 8. Like Fuji a... 8 now. Fuji 8. I missed that. I think people have been saying that this whole year, and yet I've just been hearing Suzuka that entire time honestly because I don't listen um, <laughs> I think that's Apex Racing team covered because there was no ESL R1 uh, so uh, well done to all the guys some more good results as we have become accustomed to let's have a look at some good clips from Apex Racing TV let's whack up the volume on this one. Oh, yeah good shot fade there you go. so this was a very close finish well, who do you think is going to win out of this one, David? Walker or Ariel going for the win uh, at Spa? Uh, Gustavo. But I haven't, I haven't seen the clip. Okay, you haven't seen the clip. Good, good. Um, yeah, this was um, very, very close. This was Ray Esports. This was aggressive as well. James on the inside, and he does not have room given to him. He track extends. He's not being let back onto the circuit either, and Ariel does hold on. But, I mean, Ariel was not giving him a whole lot of uh, friendliness there, was he? Um, um, I'm going to plead the fifth, as an American would say. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, he wasn't given room. I can understand. Esport things. I think you summed it up. Other good clip. This is another week. What's the last one, Weekend Warriors? No, it was very esports, the previous one. This is a Weekend Warriors. Um... A car, unfortunately, getting beached. You thought that you could get beached there. But uh, <laughs> it, it happened to Dave Ogburn. <laughs> and uh, this is, the annoying thing is, is that it was actually out of nicety. So he's fine here, and then he's seen some traffic come along. And he's uh, oh. stopped, and he can't get his rear wheels back on the track. Yeah, he's that... Stranded. Oh, sorry, I had volume off. There you go. Yeah, that's awkward. I, I've seen it at a few tracks, and obviously this is a... A strange little car. I like this car, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, disappointing there. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much uh, the Apex Racing TV clips we have for this week. We'll try to um, provide some more for, for next week. Always good to see. And um, in terms of Apex Racing League, I'll quickly do a quick review. There have been a couple of events anyway, uh, but uh, earlier on we covered the Prototype Championship. Uh, dare I say, maybe the dullest round of the season. It's Le Mans things, right? I think it was entertaining for Le Mans. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's great that we have our two classes, but obviously Le Mans could handle five, right? 
Um, it's a long and, lap. And extra 60 cars as well. Yeah. Probably the biggest entertainment factor came from the limiting runtime and deployment you get in qualifying. Put a lot of cars out of position, so we got to see a lot of battling. Uh, the slowdowns, again, helped facilitate. I think like if we got rid of the slowdowns and everyone had time to qualify, it would have been a very, very dull race. But obviously our leader getting a slowdown lap one, let us probably put on the most entertainment part of the race. Um, but yeah. More to come. Exciting season. Very exciting IMSA season ahead. I'm pumped. We got what? Off the top of my head, we got Sebring, Onza, Onza uh, Red Road Bull Ring. Am- yeah, Road America, Red Bull Ring, and Daytona. I don't think we've got that in, in prototype championship, but yeah, I think that's week 12. It must be yep. in uh, the uh, in IMSA. So uh, yeah, that'll be pretty pretty manic. Excellent. Um, there's also been Apex Racing Academy Super Formula. That was over at Aragon. And, uh, yeah, we had a third different winner. Lennart Schnabel managed to win quite comfortably uh, from uh, third position on the grid. That one wasn't super exciting either, but it was quite close. I'm, I was glad to see Aragon. Have you be, have you had a try much on Aragon so far? I Honestly, with since joining Apex and uh, working on YouTube, I, think it, I haven't had any time to learn any of the new tracks. I think the last one I learned was uh, Skog. It's Gugan. Or Oschersleben, one of those two. I get okay, confused. yeah, they came out. But the since time. then, I haven't learned any of the new tracks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the best at learning. Like, well, obviously, I put pressure on myself to be at a certain performance level, and I find it very frustrating uh, to get to that level. Like Red Bull Ring, for example. I'm not going to tell you how many hours I had to grind to get to the level I expect myself to be at, but it took me a long time. Um, so yeah, I have just haven't had the time to learn a new track, and we did see a bit of a trend with I racing probably since was it Manicur that they just the attendance was so low. I think Manicur was the, f- I think Fuji did fine. Fuji's done really well. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, Fuji done. did well, but that's a big ticket name, you know. Whereas uh, Manicur suffered, uh, well, not to the level we expected, and then yeah, Rudskogen, Oschersleben. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying them semi-correct. Hereth um, has been all right from what I've seen. Not super popular, but it's keeping its head above water. Yeah, again, yeah, it didn't do as well as we thought. But Aragon definitely is uh, not not very popular. It's quite a tricky circuit. Very hot track temperature as well because it's. And we've got another like new one, Leg Leg Legadon Leg. Oh yeah, that French one did a few laps in the radical. Quite really tricky, like it, so many blind corners on it. Like uh, it's actually not too far away from where when Ye- where Johan Hart um, uh, uh, is from um, originally. Um, but I am doing my part. I bought them all. I'm a hundred percent content. Oh owner. yeah, yeah. I'm doing my part for the Even community. A hundred percent, mate. Wow. Yeah, I'm fully committed to being crazy. You right? can take responsibility for that spectator sessions being on the <laughs> UI. You paid that person's wage. Correct. That's why that. I can be vocal. I am paying for someone's yeah. wage there. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, let us know what you think of Aragon. I think it's all right. I've heard not good things. Great. I've heard it's not that much liked, honestly, in MotoGP even. Yeah. Like, I heard it's. Fast and fun, but there won't be any overtaken. That's the comment I heard. Uh, the the backstreet's long, and it's like the tightest hairpin you've ever seen at the end of it. <laughs> so you should be able to overtake, even if it's a dive. Uh, I think it's all right, actually, and it's wide. But, yeah, it's just not used that much in, in world motorsport, is it? Apart from motor GP. So, uh, yeah, understandable. Well, it's not very... 
popular. And I recently came to the point where they've got so many good circuits and they've got so few good circuits not on the sim that uh, uh, this is going to happen. There's very few circuits that you could add to the sim now and you think, yeah, that's going to do well. Can you think of any? Maybe Portland? Bahrain. You think but uh Yeah, I guess. I think it'd be a bit of a Fuji, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's actually very good that uh, people would visit it. A track I do like in F1. I don't know if it would just be good in F1 cars. Um, but the damn name slipped out my head as we started the sentence. Um, it's the one with the... It's the... Where Leclerc blew it into the wall. I am I'm stupid. Paul Ricard. No, not, that's not a track. We're not talking about that. That's a... Baku. Uh, yes. Okay. What's the longer name for Baku? Uh, Azerbaijan? Uh, the country is Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. It's the, the circuit is uh, the Baku uh, City Street Circuit. Baku's yeah, I don't know if circuit. that would be relevant in the kind of cars I enjoy, but I don't know. Baku uh, has grown on me for entertainment and watching. I think it's good. I, oh. I, I'm a big fan of Baku. People saying Portsmouth, that's going to be added soon. Magello as well, I think, is another big one. I think that will do all right. Yeah. Mizano, I'm not so sure. I've heard that's like a big favourite. Like my brother-in-law, it's like his favourite circuit in the world. He's a big uh, MotoGP fan. Um, Aragon does host ELMS. Apologies, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, still maybe just not big enough, honestly, to, to you know carry that circuit. Um, unfortunately, but no, I'm not interested in poor Ricard. That is just it's a painting, not a racetrack. <laughs> oh, Kill Army, that's the other track I was looking for. I don't understand the hype, uh, Kyle Army, honestly. It looks quite good, but I, I, I don't know, I didn't get it. Like, no, I'm just saying a track that could you're, you're right, apologies, and I'm making an argument out of it. So <laughs> I, I feel bad, but like, I don't know, it's often up there, and people are obsessed with it being in F1. It's like, you think it'd actually be any good? Like, it's not much to go on. I don't know. I, I don't understand the hype around it, but it's very popular on ACC. I was so. just thinking, I think in my Apex Racing Academy interview, I got asked what, on the spot, what track would you like to see added to iRacing that isn't there? And I think my answer was Bahrain. A couple of other comments coming in. Reese, uh, sorry, Ryan Reisman. Uh, IndyCar go to Portland. Yeah, I said Portland originally. I'm amazed Portland hasn't been added yet. Like, they've got all the IMSA circuits. I think they've got all the IMSA circuits. And they've got almost all the um, uh, IndyCar circuits. You can understand why they haven't got Nashville because it's it's not uh, it's fairly new and the new Detroit circuit as well. But, uh, yeah, somehow don't have Portland. Add it, please. Can I steal the screen? Uh, yeah, sure. This is my first time I've shown my laptop, so fingers crossed this doesn't blow up. Okay, so when I joined, I got asked a series of questions. Look at this. Wow. That's, this is where I started. It's all this will be read out at your funeral. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, okay. So I got asked, oh, yeah, by the way, favorite car track combination. I went with Porsche GT3 out road Atlanta. Yep. I think that's a good shout. Here's the track. Ah. How did we not mention it? What is one track that should be an iRacing? And I said, Singapore, it would be stunning. Uh, it's a stunning track at night. We do a few of these with, uh, like, AARA drivers and ART drivers. Singapore is the most common one. It, I think it comes up about one in four times. Yeah. Uh, which is really high cannot, considering the chance. Cannot believe, look at this. Me sweating inside an <laughs> IRO car that just left the track. Uh, but, yeah, Singapore, I don't know how we didn't think of it. I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be really good. I'm yeah. not a big fan of it in F1, honestly. But, um, 
I think in sim racing, I, I said earlier on how I'm a big fan of street circuits. I think that would be oh. that, that would be mega. To yeah. drive that, yeah, it would actually be quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sod, sod Bahrain. I've changed my mind. Singapore. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's that that was our AOL, AOL chats. Somehow, it feels like it went a bit off topic, but um, that's the go. name of the series. That's the name of the show. Off topic. No, late Apex. Late Apex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just realised you're on the wrong show. Like, yeah, I've where got, have I been for the last three weeks? I've got off topic after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, few uh, ideas for Australian street circuits. Um, Surface Paradise, please. One of my favourite circuits in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, some others. Adelaide, pretty good. Yeah, there's there's a few good ones, um, but I mean these even these are fairly obscure circuits, and they take time for iRacing to make these street circuits. So. Before we close the show, then a controversial one. You said you like street circuits. We're all talking about what should come to iRacing. Monaco? Question mark. Yes, because it's it, it wouldn't work. Like genuinely, you can race races on there. I agree. Like you because you just have track blockages every race. Yes. Yes. Like even like Porsche Cup, 24 cars on Porsche Cup, you would have a track blockage on the, uh, uh, oh man, come on, Sam, you know F1. Uh, what's the type, the Lowe's hairpin, it's not called the Lowe's hairpin anymore, but Lowe's I know hairpin. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Or up the hill to turn two, every lap. If you go single file, you can't yeah. go too wide there. Yeah, no, it I would... agree. It is, Matt, the old, old Formula One, when they were light, nippy, based on acceleration, we've, great breaks and it's not all even in the dirt, early yeah. 2010s yeah it was all right, wasn't it? But, but nowadays it is i'm i am a, like i want the historic things to last i don't like change i love formula one but in these buses they now drive let's call them that it doesn't work it's it's actually silly to watch qualifying really good though this year's qualifying but one of the best qualifying well the only thing i don't like about qualifying is we need the the Merc gp rule if you red flag the session you lose your lap well, it should just be one-shot quality for Q3. In my yeah, it, it's getting Solve silly it. now. Yeah. Because if you've got pole, of course drive yeah. over the limit on your way back to the fits. Yeah, yeah. Why not? If you lock up into that stupid uh, before the, the swim, swim pool section, if you lock up and go long and park your car. Oh, well, Rosberg. Rosberg. And, and obviously, you, you, like, I personally think Rosberg did it deliberately back 100%. in 2014 because he's turning the wheel 20 times 100%. before the corners. Like, Yellow flag, oh, I'm pole. I don't think Leclerc, I mean, Leclerc wouldn't have deliberately drove into a wall to secure pole. I don't think so, and that's a really cool Because that would mistake. be stupid. Yeah. Destroying the front of your car a day before. I don't know. I knew, I think he was improving on that lap anyway, wasn't he? So, Plus, like, it would have to mean deep down he believes Ferrari can get it fixed in time. I don't think he believes Ferrari could uh, uh, bring him to the track on time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I sort my own transport. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't think Monaco will be added anytime soon. I don't think it needs to be, um, unfortunately. Um, I think that's pretty much it for us. Yep. Any anything extra you'd like to say? No, great fun. Considering um, we thought we'd just be talking about the expo, it turned into a great show. Yeah, over an hour and fifteen. So easy. Easy. Imagine if we actually have a week where there's like loads of stuff. I know it would be a short one. Yeah, because yeah. we'll stick to the script. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, <laughs> Ren Sport got released today. Not much to say about it. Um, yeah, one day maybe um, we'll, we'll have one then. But uh, yeah, for now, yeah. the ninety-minute episodes are a common. You could have watched a movie in this time. Uh, 
Instead, you've watched us, and we appreciate it. Yes. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube, thanks for engaging with us. Uh, if you're watching on iTunes, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, thank you very much for watching that from there as well. And uh, I don't think, I don't know what the plan is next week. I won't be around next week. I, I believe it's myself and Alex. Alex. Oh, yeah, no. So. I, they say in show business, never, never go on holiday. Because your replacement comes in and they do a better job than you. Yeah, yeah. And then the executives kick you out. I'm a bit concerned that Mr. Simpson might usurp me on that <laughs> one. So you're going to get the lovely tones of uh, Alex next time. Um, if you can stay awake uh, for it. Because uh, it does go on for a while, does, uh, does this. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to end the stream. Here we go. I can now end the stream. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you so much people in chat asking questions. It was fun to hang out with you all. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next week. I think it's going to be the best week. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's going to be an average. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I don't support it. Don't support it. <laughs> they do watch next week. Um, yes. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Yeah, cheers all. We'll see you next time.